Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 15. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Double T! In the house. Uh, Titanium is here, fired up, ready to go. Holy shit, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. What an episode, right? Yeah, some... Holy uh, shit. Shit went down this week, right? It it went down. And you know what? We kind of expected it. There goes our child rating again oh man you oh know. my cussing uh, yeah no, i'm cussing I, I did it this week so i'm i'm sorry i love it <laughs> i love your filthy mouth you kiss your mother with that mouth i love it uh it's funny well before we get started we want to thank our sponsors like we do every week first studio gg studios home of the man band corn on the cob animal names right? animal names is the new hit and uh little news studio g uh g studios has acquired Tiny Timmy Studios, you know, they kind of merged and uh, Severe Marketing Enterprise, uh, another friend of ours had a small business and kind of jumped in and uh, Studio GG Studios becoming this mega house. I love it. So, yeah, Animal Names, check them out. Well, congrats to them. That's awesome. Please check them out. Uh, Again, the link to their YouTube page is in our show notes. Please check them out because they support us and we hope that you will support them in kind. Also, I have a new beginning for the YouTube show that Studio GG studios put together so it's kind of really cool you, you i hope you guys enjoyed it uh and if you're uh, listening to the podcast check out the beginning opening it's cool okay awesome and uh, we also want to thank uh the our patrons because Absolutely. they help bring the show to you as well so patreon.com slash super talk become a patron of the show one dollar per episode that's all you need to commit and you will become one of the show patrons. And, and those of you who've already done that, we really appreciate your thank support you so much. and continued support. So thank you for doing that. All right, well, let's jump into it, Tone. News and reviews section. Let's get in to episode number four of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you just finished it, and yeah. uh, it, it's um, pretty exciting stuff, man. Yeah, I, I thought uh, it was slow as shit. I thought the beginning was very slow. I thought the story uh, dragged a little bit in the very beginning. Um, n- not the e- exact beginning because I thought the trip back to Wakanda, the flashback, was absolutely brilliant. I, I thought showing Bucky and that emotion that he went through struggling with those um with the mind control or that hydra put in him and that breaking and him being freed and him realizing that he had been freed from that control was just it was emotionally crippling for him it was he and- realized all of a sudden those words no longer have control or power over me and I'm so thankful for that. And I don't even know how to control myself. Sebastian Stan put on one hell of a performance. I mean, his the anguish in his face and him remembering 
all of his winter soldier doings and him becoming free was moving. I thought, and I thought it was brilliant. It was very powerful. I thought that was a great scene. Well, but, it also showed the connection between him and IO, the, the character from the Dora Milaje who was in the Falcon and winter soldier who showed up at the end of episode three showed their connection that she had helped right. him get through that process and wanted to give him some assurance that she wouldn't allow him to hurt anybody. If, if for some reason it did work, um, so you showed, see, saw their connection. So they've they've had some history as well. Yeah, that's the history there. Uh, kind of a smoke show she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they de- definitely showed and they established that they had that history. And you go through something that emotional, you know, um, the people around you, you're going to remember. You have some kind of connection with them. And I think that's what happened. Well, it, you know, and we all assumed, and this again, the assumption that we had in the little scenes that we had from the Winter Soldier being in Wakanda that Shuri had been working on him um, and trying to deprogram him. And then we saw confirmation of that this week that it worked. Right. Yeah. And so they, he has a lot to be thankful for and has a lot to thank the Wakandans for. And they were kind of holding them to that too. say, look, you know, we freed you of this. How could you let bind. Zemo go? Yeah. Right. And how I love how she calls us. him the white wolf. Right. That was cool. Yeah. The white wolf. So, uh, but yeah, great episode. I, and I agree with you, Tony. I, when I watched it, uh, the first 30 minutes were just like kind of dragged on a little dragged bit. Dragged on a little bit. And again, a little bit more of plot development, character development. Not um, a lot of action. Just no action. Slow, right. Know. You know, a lot, lot of conversation, really developing the characters. But uh, the last... 10 minutes were 15 minutes were incredible. So is it wrong that I'm kind of digging Zemo? Is it wrong that I like him? Like Loki, you know, people are starting to be drawn. I guess Marvel released the hour-long footage of him dancing in uh, Madripoor. They released that, and it went nuts on social media. Is it wrong that I'm kind of digging him? Like, I like him a little more than John Walker. Well, I think a couple of things. They're making him out to be somewhat of an anti-hero. Those of us who know him from the comic books know how much of a bad guy he is. I mean, he he's a bad guy. He led the masters of evil was the name of the team he led in, in the comic book. So the guy is not a good guy. Um, and we know in this show, he has ulterior motives that may not have revealed themselves quite yet. But I think Daniel Brule's a great actor, great actor, fantastic act- actor. And, and I think they're setting up. We've always intimated that this show and potentially the Scarlet Witch movie, not Scarlet Witch, the uh, Black Widow movie, are going to set up the Thunderbolts team. We feel that there's another team coming, and the Thunderbolts, big team in the comics, and for those of you who haven't read this, the Thunderbolts was a superhero team that came to be when the Avengers had broken up. So the Avengers were no more, and the, the government put together a team called the Thunderbolts. Right. And it Isn't that Thunderbolt Thaddeus Ross, General Thaddeus Ross? And that's why it was called the Thunderbolts. That's why it was called the Thunderbolts. But every member of that team was secretly a villain, right? So they had put this team together, but they were, and Baron Zemo led the team as, right. uh, you know, the, the, the character that he played was... Uh, the Red Hulk was a part of it. There were a uh, few. Eventually, yeah. late, much later on, but it was... It was the Fixer, the Beetle, uh, Moonstone, Goliath. Some of the, the the bad characters from the Masters of Evil had come up with their new characters in the Thunderbolts, 
and um, Screaming Mimi was now Songbird. There was a lot of and, and but it was a, a superhero team of villains. Could Carly be in disguise. Songbird? No, no, okay, no. And Just her, asking. her powers were very different. Very different. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but no, I, I would say no. Because I felt like at some point when Sam was having that heart to heart with her, which was brilliant, by the way. Um, I, I kind of felt like he was trying to recruit her, right? And then later on, she tries to pull him recruit onto him. her, recruit him. It's like, you know, Fountain Recruiting Agency. Is he is he on the recruiting end for the Avengers? I, no. I kind of felt like he was Well, but can you really recruit somewhat of a terrorist who's killing innocent people and then she calls them not innocent? But, you know, I, I don't know what the future of the Flag Smashers team and her character specifically is uh, in the MCU, uh, it may just be with this show, and we'll figure that out over the next couple episodes. We have two episodes to yeah. close that storyline. Yeah, we'll figure out. that out. But, but I do. You were talking about um, Daniel Bruhl and the Zemo character in this show. I have a feeling that they're moving forward with that Thunderbolts idea. Oh, absolutely! And then humanizing him and giving him some likability would help him oh, sure. play that role on that team. Right. Oh, the fact that the fans are eating him up. I mean, an hour of footage. I mean, was trending. <laughs> Hashtag release. release well, but I think Zemo. a lot of that's Daniel Bruhl. He's, you know, he's he's great. He's, a, he's he's really good. And um, but we'll, we'll we'll kind of talk through this a little bit. So uh, we got that scene, as you mentioned, in Wakanda. Kind of showed where Bucky had come from in his rehab. There, um, we see the the plot line of Bucky and Sam and Zemo trying to track down. Uh, Carly and the, the other super soldiers and find the serum. Um, and uh, Io, the Dormelage, had given Bucky eight hours. You know, he was like, just, he's being very useful. He's a means to an end. Give me yeah. eight hours. You know, she's like, you have eight hours and then we're coming after him. Right. So now they're on the hunt and uh, Daniel Brule helps track down Carly. They find their kind of hideout in the middle of the city they're in and he's able to woo some of the kids uh with some candy and turkish delights turkish delights yeah and finds out that the funeral for the woman who had passed away the episode before the the mentor for all the flag smashers was that day they found out where that was we see john walker uh and Battlestar show up confront them and say you know we don't know what we're doing but you guys do we're taking in zemo we you know and Sam and, and Bucky are like, look, we're, we're doing work here. He's helping us out. We know what we're doing. And, yeah. And, and it's now, interesting how they always show up. I, I just, how are they tracking Sam? They got to be tracking him. It's got to be something. Yeah. Right? Something's yeah. going on there. Yeah. But now they're, they're, they want to be involved in this process and they track them down. Sam convinces everybody that, look, let me try to talk to her. I'm a counselor at the VA. This is I've, my wheelhouse, he says. I've, I've dealt with people. I've Absolutely. dealt with soldiers like this before. This is what I do. I can talk her down. And he has a great, like you said this earlier, he had a great conversation with her. It seemed like he was getting through to her. Yeah, absolutely. But John Walker, being John Walker. How gets, good is Anthony Mackie in this role? We you, were talking about that. Yeah, you said something earlier about what he's really shining in this, isn't he? Well, the fact that they can take these B-list characters, right, which right. Falcon and Bucky are B-list characters in the in the Avengers roster. They can take these B-list characters, and we talked about this in a previous episode of ours. Marvel casting is, is just 
Second to none. They're awesome. Yeah. And they find these actors to play these roles who are phenomenal actors. And so the, the concept of Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan carrying a series on Disney Plus by themselves, it was a risk, but they've come through in spades. I mean, Anthony Mackie is killing it. Awesome. He has been so good in this series. I mean, to your point, even that half an hour of the show that was slow... I enjoyed watching it because he was so good yeah. in what he was doing. Yeah, he, awesome. He was awesome. But he has that great conversation with her. He's getting through to her. And, of course, John Walker busts in and ruins the day. And they chase her. And the big scene is she eventually evades everybody. But Zemo, who had been handcuffed, got out, got away. And he ends up shooting her, shoots her in the gut. Uh, she you know, tries to get away, and in her attempt to get away, she spills the other 12 vials of Super Soldier Serum. That just serum. shows you guys, when you, when you watch that, it just shows you Zemo's resolve, right? So he had an opportunity to steal and to have the power serum, and his his first reaction is to smash it all, to do away with it. That just shows you the power and his resolve of doing away with super-powered people. Well, he was talking to Falcon earlier in the episode, yeah. calling any super soldier. They were um, what, zealots. What, what was he? What did he call them? He called them um, basically. They're they're taking advantage of the power they've been given. Yeah, and you know. Anthony Mackie fought back and said, well, what about Steve Rogers? And he said, touche, there's one example of somebody who's had this serum who ended up being good. And but there's never been another. Never been another. And Everybody Sam else. held back. He was going to say, well, Isaiah Bradley, but he held back. I felt like he wanted to say that, but he didn't. Well, and, and, and later on in the episode, you know, Daniel Brule says, well... You know, all super soldiers need to be done away with. There's no room for super soldiers. Right. They, they all need to be killed and destroyed. He said, yeah. don't, don't, you know, don't think Carly's good. They all need to be destroyed. And he said, well, what about Buck? So you're basically telling me that anybody with a super soldier serum has to be. And so you're saying right. that Bucky needs to be destroyed. Yeah, absolutely. And so to your point, though, he finds the, 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 the vials that Carly had spilled and he destroyed every single one of them. Until we John thought. Walker hits him with a shield. We thought and John Walker shows up. And he finds one vial that hadn't been broken, puts it in his pocket, and you and I and everybody else watching the show knew exactly what was going to happen. No question. And, and I think that was a great way to introduce um, you know, the new cap to the serum, right? I think that was a brilliant, uh, very clever way, instead of him getting beat up and needing a blood transfusion or the power broker coming in or, or him being... You, you know, kind of uh, an experiment experiment or, yeah, or right. something. I think that was a great way to get him the power serum. Well, and I think the reason why he decided, so he was struggling with it. Should I take it? And he was, he was, cause he, he, he talked to uh, Battlestar about Lamar, this. Yeah. Lamar. He said, he said, would you take it if you had the chance? Lamar's like, absolutely. Yeah. And he said, wouldn't you be afraid about what it would do to you, how it would change you? And he said, ah, well, supposedly the super soldier serum just makes you more of who you are. And he says, you've got three medals of honor. You've already, you've made great decisions in battle. So that's all it would do is enhance those things. Lamar Haskins is a character that I feel that they put in place uh, in, in this show to keep him level, right? To keep him on the rails, that crazy train 
could fucking go off the rails. He's talked him off the ledge several times. Several times. times. And even in the very beginning, when they were in that locker room and his wife was leaving, she says, you're up. And he goes, Roger that. Like, guess what? You're up to calm him down and to keep him level-headed and to talk what you're supposed to talk into him. So I think they put Lamar with him and made this Battlestar character. And he's become very likable. Battlestar is very likable. And several times in the show, even in this episode, John Walker has this you know, resolve to to do the things that he thinks are right and the way he wants to do them. And Lamar's talked him off, off the ledge and said, look, maybe we should just let these guys do what they do. Right. Maybe, let, let's, he convinced them. Let's let Falcon go talk yeah. to her because he's really good. So he he's played a very good role. but Not to he, spoil it, but yeah, I hated to see him go. Right. Well, but the, we find out the reason why John feels now compelled to take the serum is because he gets his ass completely handed to oh, him yeah. by the door Melage. The door Melage kicked his ass. So, and then he made a comment like, they're not even super soldiers. Right. Like, what am I doing here? They show up uh, at the apartment that Sam and Buck and Zemo are, are hiding out in. And they're there to, to, to take Zemo. And, you know, John Walker's like, Captain America, you know, you know who I am, right? And, and they're like, uh, get out of my way. You know, you're in the way. And we got off on the wrong foot, he said. Right. And they just literally kicked the living crack, crap out of him and Lamar. And his point was there weren't even super soldiers, but they just completely destroyed him. Yeah. And you could see the pain on his face that how am I supposed to be Captain America if I can't even fight my way out of, you know, these Dora Milaje. You right. Know? And so he was very, so you knew at that point in time what oh. was going to happen. Right. Yeah. And he had the super serum with him. So, yeah, you knew. Well, and, and in that scene, uh, Zemo. Pulls an El Chapo, which is what they called it in the show. Great. Anthony Mackie, uh, you know, I the Falcon says, he can't believe pu- he I can't pulled believe El, El Chapo. Chapo, which is the Mexican drug lord that uh, snuck out of the tunnel, tunnel that prison. was dug under the prison. So, yeah, so he went uh, in the bathroom. So he's he's gone. So Zemo's gone. Zemo's the Dora Milaje supposedly arrived. Hot on his trail. Ch- chasing him, finding him. Yeah. But then. Um, that was cool how they disengaged his arm. Oh, yeah. They had this <laughs> secret, like touch points on his arm and they can basically make, make his arm fall off. It yeah, was he's great. like, did you know that could happen? <laughs> and Bucky's like, uh, no. Yeah. And then he reattaches it. It was kind of cool. Yeah. And you know that, I mean, Siri from Wakanda uh, had to put some safeguards in that oh, arm. Of course. And you know, she's tracking it, right? You know, they can track him wherever he is. So I and think, I think he's cool. okay with that. Of I mean, course, the white know, he has wolf. a lot. He has a lot. He, to owe, a lot, he owes a lot. He to owes them. them a lot. Right. But uh, then we find Carly calls Sam's sister, and this kind of sets Sam off. Carly calls Sam's sister. I need you to convince Sam. Sam's sister, Sarah, right? Right, that I'm doing the right thing, that, that, that he needs to stop helping these people who are fighting against my cause. And she threatens uh, her and her family. But, you know, I need you to give Sam a message, tell him to meet me. And she can she tells Sam's sister that her plan is to kill Captain America. And he needs to be gone. And Sam's sister doesn't have any love lost for the guy either. But, you know, she doesn't necessarily agree and with She it. makes it a point to say that, look, my brother is not behind this guy. He doesn't follow the new Captain America. Right. You know, Sam is not on his team. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, yeah, she did it the wrong way. She threatened the, the boys, uh, Sarah's sons, and probably rubbed Sam the wrong way. But... I think she made it pretty clear that she liked Sam. She just is, you know, trying to figure it out. 
Well, and, and that sets Sam off, and he goes to confront Carly at the meeting place. Then um, Carly tries to recruit him for her team. She's like, look, killing you would mean nothing. You know, you're a figurehead. You're really not that thing. But killing Captain America would do my cause really, a, a lot of good. Right. So she says she's her mission is to kill to kill Captain America, especially now that the other vials have been destroyed, the power broker's out for her. She gets a, they get a text from the power broker that he's after them, that he wants his vials back. But now that they're gone, she's like, holy crap, what are we going to do? Yeah, they can't fight two fights. They can't fight right. Captain America and Sam and Bucky and the power broker, which is yep. interesting. So they set a, set a trap for John Walker and uh, they run off and Buck and Buck and Falcon are like, oh, we got to help him out. And, and oh, by the way, Sharon uh, Carter, um, Agent Carter, does some reconnaissance satellite tracking. Right? She's tracking John Walker and says, "Did uh, you see that scene where she's walking through a lot of thugs with guns and stuff?" I can see why people think she's the power broker. Well, she's definitely more. She's more than what we think she is. She's more entwined in Madripoor than she's led on. Oh, for sure. she's definitely entwined in. But how much are they going to resolve that by the end of this? They have to. You yeah. think they will? Oh, yeah, they have to. They got to yeah. resolve. They need answers to what yeah. she's doing there and how powerful she is. We'll get that. She's a smoke show. <laughs> I hope she's Emily good. Van Camp. You think she's a smoke show? I think she she's moving up on my list. That's for damn sure. <laughs> she might make Tony's next list. My the next list smoke of show smoke list. shows that we didn't talk about the last that didn't make Tony's list the last time. <laughs> um, so yeah, Holly Berry's on that list too. Yeah. I, you looked at me. You wanted me to say the name. Okay. Uh, but we find out that they set a trap for John Walker and Sam and Buck go running off trying to help him. And, uh, he, you know, and, and Lamar get attacked. Lamar gets knocked out and tied up and we get the reveal that John Walker is taking the serum. He's, he's bending metal bars. He's throws a guy ass. down the stairs and hits a wall. And then he, you know, guy tries to hit him with this metal pipe and he bends it in half. Well, he like, threw the shield into a cement wall. Right. And the shield went halfway in the wall. Right. At that point I was like, okay, he's taking it. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and he's juicing. Sam looks at him and says, what did you do? He's juicing. Yeah. He said, what did you do? There you go. And, uh, Sam so, knows. So then there's this big fight with all the Flag Smashers and Bucky and Falcon and and John Walker. Lamar ends up freeing himself, and yeah. it looks like uh, Carly is coming with a knife to stab John Walker as he's being held. Right. And Lamar jumps and, and knocks her over, and then she gets up and punches, punches him, him straight in the chest. He goes flying backwards, hits a, me- a cement pillar, and cracks his neck, and he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And they're a little, the Flag Smashers are a little freaked out because they go running. And John Walker is now, you can just see the fuse has been lit and he is like off the rails. He's pissed off. He, that was a turning point yeah. for the new cat. And I love the way that the show did this. If you, if you watch this back, at that moment when Lamar dies, the music stops and the background noise stops. And all you hear is silence as he's looking at Lamar. And you can just see his brain melting. So yeah. that, that, I love the way they did that in the show. Everything changes. Even the characters in that shot, their faces realized yeah. like something. How much they screwed up. How much they screwed up. The Flag Smashers and then Bucky and Sam realized, uh-oh. Yeah. We knew this guy was crazy. And this is what's going to make him and go he, off the rail. Another sign that he's taking the serum, he jumps out of a window, falls down three stories, lands on top of a bus, and starts chasing after one of the Flag Smashers. Yeah. Uh, and then the great ending scene where he 
confronts the the one that he catches, tosses his shield at him a couple times, knocks him down, and the guy's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, and he basically takes his shield and cuts his head off. Yeah, kills him. Kills him. In front of a town square full of people that are videotaping. That are videotaping with their phones. And the, the, the episode is called The World is Watching, and then I knew why. Because everybody's videotaping it, everybody's recording it. Very today, I mean, everybody... So, the John Walker we thought was coming finally came, finally oh, yeah. showed up in this episode, and he has completely lost it, and who knows what's going to happen to him from this point forward, but now the video of him killing this guy in the streets is going to be on social media everywhere. And who knows what the future of this character is. You know, it's the future of captain America slash John Walker. What's going to happen to him. Do they take the shield from him? Do they take the title from him? Whatever. We don't know, but that's the way the episode ends. And to your point, the scene with him holding the shield with blood splattered all at the bottom. was just an iconic, just, Oh yeah. yeah, I mean like Captain America picking up the Thor's hammer, yeah. uh, you know Thanos destroying the shield. Uh, there are certain scenes where you're just like, okay, this is an iconic scene. You know the 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 Iron Man first flight scene. There's certain scenes in the MCU that are iconic, and to see the Captain America shield uh, viciously used to kill someone and coated with blood. I think has to go down as one of the most iconic scenes in MCU history. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But we it, this just sets the stage for the next two episodes of the downfall of John Walker and you know Buck and Sam realizing that the mantle of Captain America means a lot more to a lot a lot of people than John could ever do justice yeah. to that role and and, well, and we I, know how Bucky and Sam get the shield now, right? I mean, they got to take it away from him. Well, they either take it away from them or it's given to them. And, and I'm more convinced, and I think we, we saw, I think, one scene in the show that had been in the trailers, the one where, you know, Buck's flipping the knife and throwing it. Yeah. Um, but again, the only scene in the trailers that we haven't seen is the one where Sam and, and Bucky are, are tossing the shield around in his front yard. I'm more convinced now that that's how this show ends with him finally taking on the mantle of Captain America, being given the shield, and he's like, okay, if I'm going to be Captain America, i got to practice and I'm going to be the best I can, and and he and Buck are now practicing, and I think he realizes that's what he has to do. I feel that that's the last five minutes of the episode is him tossing around in his yard and realizing, okay, I'm now going to be Captain America. Okay, I, I like that. Yeah. I, you know what? I wouldn't be mad. I would be, I would be absolutely happily satisfied if that's how the show ends showing that Sam and Bucky kind of come to this mutual agreement and you know Sam is working out with the shield and and at least give me though one thing though professor give me one thing give me the Falcon Captain America outfit oh yeah I need that and if you're gonna end the show I know that there's been some concept some drawings, toys. right? I know there's some been some toy releases that have Sam in the Captain America Falcon outfit with the shield. Uh, I know that you know U.S. Agent. Uh, there's been some toys of U.S. Agent without the shield. So uh, you know, whatever. I, I also know that Episode Five is a big reveal. There's going to be a. Did cameo. you do rapid shipping on those toys? Are they coming soon? 
they should be here any day. I don't know where the <laughs> hell they are, but they'll they'll be right up here in front of the studio, which I, I try to keep fresh as possible, you know, with the latest trends. But yeah, but good episode. And again, good episode. start off slow, but ended very great. And uh, the last 15 minutes were, were well worth the wait. Slow as shit. And it fucking ended strong. Yeah. So. I think we have a, a something to look forward to. I think the finale, the last two episodes, from what we know, episode five is going to have a new character being introduced that we haven't seen so far. Yeah, uh, maybe I hear a it's cameo. a female character. Oh, really? I hear it's a female character. Yep. Okay, so we got, and we hear that there's a lot of there's a sad, very sad portion of that episode as well. Yeah, um, heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking is what what the word that was used. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next week, and and. Again, I look forward to it every week. It'll be great. I'm Good sure. show. Yeah. All right, well, let's get in some more news items. So you mentioned to me that you, you heard some news about a couple of movies that are going to start filming this year. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and uh, Captain Marvel 2 is going to start filming this year. I can't believe uh, Gunn is already ready to start filming another movie. He's, he's still doing promos for Suicide Squad 2. I mean, he's still in the in the basking in that promo kind of uh, Hollywood promo stage, and he's already well, James make, Gunn is already thinking about filming Guardians of the Galaxy three. It makes me believe that the filming of that movie likely won't start until September because he needs to get through that promotional phase for Suicide Squad, and yeah. th- that movie's being released in August. August, right? So once that's released, then it probably frees him up to then start. We kind of talked about that three. last episode. Yeah. If you guys want to know a, a little bit about that new Suicide Squad, number two, um, you, you got to check out our last podcast and our, and our last uh, YouTube show. We kind of go into it. The professor kind of explains Starro, which is the big fluorescent starfish in that. <laughs> But good news is that the Marvel train keeps running, right? So uh, we know right now, uh, in the, in f- kind of finishing up principal photography is uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Yeah. We know that that's finishing up right now. We know that uh, Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness is in the middle of filming right now. That's yep. been happening. Um, but to get the news that these two movies are going to start you know, before the end of the year is great. So that just shows that this engine is, and Thor's in the middle of filming right now as well. Yes. Thor's Lo- Love and Thunder. So this engine is continuing Crow to run. Russell was, was seen uh, filming uh, in the new Thor movie. Russell oh, Crowe. Really? Yeah. He looks kind of rough, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Dude, he's fully beard, rough. He's falling off the train a little he's bit. He's not in the shape that he was. No. I can tell he's you that. He's a long, long way from Gladiator, for sure. Long way. Yeah. But kind of rough, but he's in that movie. I oh, heard. really? Yeah. They saw him in uh, Australia. Okay. I'd uh, love to filming. see what, what role he's playing in Me that movie. Me, too. That'd I'm excited great. about that. It, sometimes I don't want to see these things. I just want to be shocked right. with them. Yeah. <laughs> So we got a new uh, trailer for the Loki series as well last week. Let me talk about Loki for a second. Fucking awesome. How good was that? I can, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to make a prediction. Everybody put, put me to the test here. I think Loki will blow away WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think it's one of the most anticipated. And after that trailer, I am so hyped for the T. VA, I, I just can't tell you the TVA. I, I cannot tell you the how time, time time variance authority. Time variance authority. I cannot. I'm just saying. That so it's, the hype it's on the, this. It's the Marvel version of the time police. They look for 
anomalies in time that create these new branch timelines and their job is to fix them so that we can you know return the timeline to its its original the timeline stays kind of consistent with reality so this was something that um the ancient one alluded to in infinity war or Endgame when they were going out back in time trying to find the infinity gems and she's like you remove one you create these splinters in time that create these new alternate timelines and owen wilson morbius that's his character's name he showed him how that him using the tesseract at that point in time kind of splintered the timeline and he's asking him to help him fix it and with his unique loki ways and i think I'm telling you right now, Owen Wilson's going to steal the show on that. Oh, he's... But, yeah. I mean, Tom... I, Tom Loki, Hiddleston has been a unseen, fan favorite. unseen home run that Marvel casting has found. He's been fantastic. It, and, and for him to be in this role, oh. it's awesome. And here's how much Marvel has invested in the Loki series. It is the only Disney Plus series that's been greenlight for season two. They already have greenlit Loki for season two. They're going to have a second season of that show. And it makes sense with WandaVision. Really didn't see like a, a sequel to that series. Yeah. Maybe, and they may change their mind in the future. And Falcon and Winter Soldier, we don't know. We don't think that there's going to be a sequel to that. But we know that the Loki series is going to have a season two. Well, we when, you, when you have a series like Loki that jumps through time and the multiverse and, and different dimensions... I think you can get away with that, right? You can stay there forever and it's a second of time, but you could spend years in different multiverses and and jump back and forth. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, we're looking. That trailer was great. It was great. The scenes they showed were great. Tom Hiddleston. I'm telling you, it's going to break records. It's going to break records. I wasn't looking forward to it as much as I was these other ones. Like, I'm really looking forward to Moon Knight. I'm going to be honest. That's probably something that I'm near to dear to my heart and i'm really looking forward to that but once i saw that trailer for loki i was like okay this is a winner this is a home run so i'm looking forward to it yeah me too uh we got a trailer also for a new um, dc animated movie the batman long halloween animated movie that was cool shit it's a two-parter so this is just for part one so part one is now available on blu-ray uh it should be coming to uh, HBO Max, maybe in a couple of months. Uh, I'm sure it's on demand uh, very shortly as well. But the long Halloween storyline in the Batman comics is 20 plus years old, but it is a an iconic storyline. It is fantastic with a lot of characters. It's got the Joker and it's got Catwoman in it. Um, it's the origin story of Two Face, uh, Harvey Dent. You know, kind of struggling with his. You know. Even Desi- in the trailers, like a flip a coin. Yeah, desire to be a Very cool. a, a good attorney, you know, a district attorney, as well as you know, well, do I go down the criminal route? Um, and it's they're fighting against a, a criminal called the the uh, the holiday killer. Uh, and there's kind of a big reveal at the end. I won't kind of give it away here. You should watch it. It's great. But as much as Warner Brothers and DC have missed in their movies and their theatrical releases, yeah. their animated films I agree. have been fantastic. Off the charts. And so Disney, uh, DC animation has been really good and just continue to watch them. And, and uh, Jensen Ackles is voicing Batman in this. He oh, cool. voiced uh, the Red Hood in the Under the Red Hood animated movie. Uh, if you don't know who Jensen Ackles is, he's playing um, the new... Captain America style character in the boys season 
three. Oh. Um, he's the, the Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. He, nice. Jensen Ackles is the guy. That Soldier plays. Boy and and the boys. Yep. I can't wait for so that to him. start. We're so, going to get into that, people. Uh, if you're interested in the boys, if, even if you're not interested, in the we're going to get into it. We're anyway. going to get into it anyway, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he voices Batman in that, and uh, it should be great. Really so, cool animated series coming out, right? So yeah. the Batman. I'm watching Invincible right now on Amazon Prime. It's really cool. Yeah, I've, uh, I haven't started that, but I'm going to. It's my, really my cool. My son's watched it. He said he really, really liked it. Yeah, I'm really interested in finding out where they're going with Omni Man in that. It's it's kind of cool. You you should. It, I, I like it. There's some big stars that voice those uh, characters. Um, but yeah, Invincible on Amazon Prime. I'm into that. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, we also did get a announcement this week that Marvel is in the process of developing a Deadpool animated series. Yes, please. For Give Hulu, me more, please. For Hulu. Yes, please. And who's involved? Ryan Reynolds. Professor. So this is very different than... Uh, so there was a rumored animated series that was in development for FX about, about a couple of years ago. And uh, Childish Gambino... Uh, the man himself was supposedly going to be producing that. And that kind of died on the vine. It did. It died primarily because of the Marvel acquisition of, of Fox. That kind of died. 2018 or 19. Yeah. Uh, I remember something about him tweeting his screenplay or tweeting uh, Anthony something. Anthony Glover. That's yeah. It. yeah. Anthony Glover. Yeah. So exactly. he was the one who was supposed to be doing that. And they, they had put together a, a, a you know five-minute um you know, kind of snippet of what that would look like. And yeah. it was fantastic. Everybody's like, oh my God, this is going to be great. It's going to be on the FX network. But when when Marvel and Disney, when Disney bought Fox and the Fox properties, that kind of got killed. Yeah. Well, now we know right now, Disney came out this week and said, we are working on a Deadpool animated series. It will be on Hulu. Yep. And Ryan Reynolds is involved. Has that to is be. huge. It huge. has to be. And, and do you think that the Modoc will will kind of set the <laughs> well? It's animated series on Hulu, yeah, right. It's an adult animated series. Yep. Do you think that will set the tone for it? Are they waiting know. to see? Good question. When, when that, does Modoc come out? By the way, it comes out. I think uh, in two months. Yeah, but it, August isn't that claymation though? That's not really animation, isn't it? I thought no, it was I like a claymation series. I thought. It was animation. I want to check it out, but yeah, I'm, I'm, but it's an adult series, yeah, right? So yeah. they're kind of testing the waters. Yep, which is kind of fun. I, I, I love the fact say- that Disney's making investments in the Hulu audience, and that's where they're going to put some of their kind of questionable R-rated, R-rated content, right? So, but how can yeah. you go wrong with Ryan Reynolds behind anything? No, it's it's going to be fantastic. He is Deadpool. Come on, right? Um, also, we did get some more. Leaks from the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, set this week. I know nothing about this. I I saw the show notes and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So How did the professor pull this? The guy who do, does the voiceover for Tobey Maguire. He's the Spanish language voiceover actor for Tobey Maguire. So when 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 you do the SAP or the, what did I tell you about spending time on the dark web? You got to stay <laughs> off the dark web. Well, the guy the guy that Tobey Maguire's. Um, Spanish language voice actor confirmed his involvement in the movie. So that was a big one, but there were some other kind of photographs from the set. They were like, okay, there was a guy in the Tobey Maguire costume on set. Oh. And it was like, oh, okay, this is the a- Spider-Man costume. Yes. The Tobey Tobi- Maguire okay. Spider-Man costume. So, 
And again, this is nothing that Marvel or Sony has confirmed. They've completely continued to deny that his involvement in the project. It is the worst kept secret ever. Um, <laughs> so we know it's happening at this point. I mean, the beauty of the internet is great, but that's awesome. Yep. My, my cousin's sister, whose boyfriend at 31 flavors last night, saw Toby McGuire. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then we got another announcement this week. Warner brothers did come out officially and announced that. So we had talked about this previously. Every Warner brothers movie was coming direct to HBO Max this year was not going to the theaters. Right. And they said, we're back in theaters in 2022. 2022, they've made a commitment to be back in theaters. So the Batman will be March. in theaters, not on HBO Max. Right. So while March. they while they are releasing their entire slate of movies this year on HBO Max, we did just a uh, week, week ago, we got Kong versus Godzilla. Did you watch that, by the way? I haven't. You got to watch good? it. It's horrible, but I loved every minute of it. What do you mean it's horrible and you loved every minute of it? Okay, what? so what I'll tell you is there's absolutely no reason for them to have put any actors in that movie. And anytime there's an actor on screen and they're saying lines, it does absolutely nothing for the movie. It's it's horrible. <laughs> Literally, okay. they should not have had any actors in that movie. But the scenes with the Titans, Kong, Godzilla... No, 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 don't ruin it for me. I know. It is spectacular okay i mean that part of the movie is great so I'll it was a horrible movie weekend. and i loved every minute of it so that's great it was, great. It was yeah. a horrible movie but i loved every minute right. of it all right and what else and, and that's one of the movies i'm that, all in that's an hbo max movie that yeah. would have been in theaters but you know hey you know we can't see them in theaters at the moment but they did confirm we're gonna be back in theaters next year which is great i mean that's where we all would rather be anyway so we're all excited to go into the theater and and get our popcorn and Juju bees and everything else. And, Absolutely. And watch, watch movies. Hey, one again. thing we uh, I wanted to mention real quick is there was a trailer for uh, Jupiter's Legacy oh, yeah. released. Um, and it's a Netflix superhero show, and it looks absolutely fantastic. It looks really good. Uh, the, the trailer, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Jupiter's Legacy. Um, it's, on, um, it's on Netflix. And it looks like it's going to be uh, May 7th. It's going to be released. And it looks oh, wow. really good. I, I, I thought the trailer was excellent. Well, we're going to have a little bit of a lull in May. So maybe we have to do some review of Jupiter we absolutely Le Legacy. Are. Right. Oh, my God. We're going yeah. to have to. It looks great. I mean, it looks really good. It, it kind of reminds me of Invincible, the animated thing that's on Amazon Prime right now. Great. Um, you know, it's a son. So father. is this live action or is it animated? It's live action. It's oh, not really? animated. Yeah. Wow. It looks really good. Okay. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the outfits that the superheroes are in are kind of badass. Smoke show? No, there's no smoke show. They're all, <laughs> they start off young and then okay. they get really old. Right, okay. So so ad adolescence, right? Maybe okay. a MILF here and there. Yeah. I don't know. But okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's get into the topic of the week this week. Uh, I did tease this on last week's episode and I wanted to get into it this week. Uh, Titanium was at. Uh, Islands of Adventure, Universal, yeah, Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure last week, which is the Marvel haven uh, of theme parks right now. Got the whole on the world. East Coast. It's still the Marvel haven. It's like the biggest Marvel theme park anywhere right now. I mean, right now, yeah. yes. So they got the Hulk roller coaster. You got the Spider Man ride. They've got what's the drop? I almost tower? threw up it's on the Spider Man Doctor ride. Doom's drop drop tower. Yeah. They've got. X-Men and Avengers everywhere that you can see around the entire park. Yeah. And when uh, the big question is when Disney bought Marvel, why 
are there no Marvel superheroes in Disney World? And yeah, so, I think I asked you that yeah. while I was there or when I got back. and Because I didn't know. I don't know the history of that. So people pull out your notebooks. The yeah. professor's going to take you to school real quick. He's going to teach you something. So we'll, we'll get into some of the history. So this starts off with back in the late 70s and early 80s, Marvel Comics was having a very difficult time financially. They were on the verge of filing for bankruptcy. Subscribership was down. Purchases was were down on the comic book side, and they were on the verge of bankruptcy in the in the early eighties. And because Kevin Feige wasn't involved, yeah. well, okay. this was just the comic book business, I right? So that's okay. all there was at the time. There were right. no movies, no. no television shows, nothing. They were, but they were shitty. They had maybe attempted one or two. There was a early Captain America TV, so good. TV show. You got to watch that. It so it's bad. so good. But, I watched that on YouTube the other day. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, but it was it was a very desperate time for the company, uh, and Stanley and the other executives at the company at the time had decided that they needed an influx of cash to survive, and the only way for them to do that was to offer their properties for license, and that's where the Sony licensing of Spider-Man came from. Right, that, that time, the desperation of Marvel. Sony came to them and said, hey, we'll buy the rights to Spider-Man to make any Spider-Man movie or whatever. We want that. And they said, okay, we'll sell it to you. And that's how they sold the rights to the X-Men and the Fantastic Four to Fox. That's how they sold the rights to the Hulk to Universal Studios. That's when all of that happened. They also sold... So Universal Studios had uh, been in California. So we had the original Universal Studios theme park in California. They were building a new theme park in, in Florida. The Universal Studios theme park in Florida. Okay. When, when that was built, they had planned an expansion of that theme park called Islands of Adventure, and they wanted a Superhero. reason for you to go there. Okay. And so they went to Marvel Comics at the time and said, we'd like to license your characters for the Islands of Adventure because we, we need another draw into our theme park. A bunch and, of the popular ones. And they said, yep, sounds great. You have the rights to use our characters in your theme park. And that was done by Marvel Comics Long, long time ago. Well, then in 2009, when Disney bought Marvel, Marvel Entertainment, so they bought entire... For how much? $4 billion. With a B. With a B, yeah. Billion dollars. Okay. So Disney buys Marvel Entertainment for $4 billion, and we're like, oh, well, great. This means that all the Marvel characters are going to be coming to Disney World. Uh, Well, not so fast. Come to find out that... That acquisition by, we know this much, that acquisition by Disney did not include those rights that they had already signed over, did not include the rights to Spider-Man that Sony owned, did not include the rights that Fox owned to the X-Men and Fantastic Four, did not include the distribution rights for Hulk movies that Universal had. We knew that happened because they couldn't make those movies and use those characters. Now, subsequently, Marvel's gone after those properties, right? They bought... 20th Century Fox, so they could get the rights to that. They ended up making a huge deal with Sony to co-produce movies, and that's how we have the Toby, uh, the uh, the Tom Holland Tom version Holland's of Spider Man, of Spider Man, right? So yeah. we know that these deals have happened subsequently, but they did not originally include those. At the time, Bob Iger was the CEO of Disney, and he the, he was asked, "What does this mean for the theme parks?" And he said, at the time. Universal Studios has the rights to use our characters in their theme parks as long as they continue to pay us royalties. And that's what they do. They pay Marvel 
and ultimately now Disney, royalties every year for the rights to use those characters. As long as they continue to pay those royalties, they have the rights to use those characters. And they Which they will. And they, yeah. There's And of course now, there's no reason why they wouldn't. So what does this mean for Disney and Disney World? Now, this sets a boundary. So any theme park east of the Mississippi River cannot have any of the Marvel characters, the name Marvel... Right. Cannot be used. Right. None of the characters can be used. So that's why none of those characters have been used anywhere in any of the Disney Disney World theme parks is because Universal owns those rights and they're isolated to the East Coast of the United States. We know that Disneyland out in uh, California, there's another park out there that they have. It's called the California Adventure Park. Yeah. They originally built a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. They took the... Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror design that was in uh, Hollywood Studios in Disney World. And they brought that out to California Adventure. And they created a Guardians of the Galaxy ride out there. And it's incredibly popular. Yeah. And we know there are plans right now to develop a superhero-themed world in California Adventure as well. And that's going to have all... They're going to have character meet and greets. They're going to have the Avengers Academy. They're going to do all this other stuff out there. That's happening out in California. The Avengers uh, Campus, it's called. Yep, and that's happening. And that that is being There's a Doctor Strange Solarium or uh, where they're meet and greets for characters. There's a a Pym Food Court, a Pym Particles Food Court. There's a Spider-Man ride, actually. There's a Spider-Man interaction right. uh, ride or something like yeah, that. And that's all happening in California because it's not within that boundary that Universal I don't want to go to California, but I might have to. Right. Well, and again, if you've ever been on a Disney cruise line, they had an Avengers Academy in the cruise ship. So you could walk into the Avengers Academy. You could go around and see Captain America's shield. You could see Thor's hammer. It was all crazy. They did a lot of that stuff. But no theme parks could have anything. It's so limiting that... You will never see the word Marvel and Eddie yeah. Disney World property. They do in um, there's what used to be called Downtown Disney is now called Disney Springs. It's the like the little shopping area they have downtown. There is a shop there where you can buy Marvel characters, stuffed animals, and all kinds of other things and T-shirts. But they don't call it Marvel. No, it's it's called the Superhero Store. Jeez. Because they can't call it the Marvel Store. They can't right. call it the, the Avengers Store. They have to call it the Superhero wow. Store. So it's very limiting. Now, what we've, we, we've heard, or we've, and it, it's never been confirmed by neither Disney nor Universal Studios, but we know that there was some agreement made between the two companies that allowed Disney to use characters that were not currently being featured at Universal Studios' Alice Adventure. So we know right now that Disney is in the process of designing a Guardians of the Galaxy ride for Epcot Center. I I know that for a fact because I saw it. I saw the fence that were up, and I saw the signs that said, Future Home of Guardians of the Galaxy Ride. So Guardians of the Galaxy is one of those properties that's not currently in use by Universal Studios, and Marvel came up with a deal with Universal that said, we know you have the X-Men and Spider-Man and the Hulk and all the Avengers are at Islands of Adventure right now. What about the ones you're not using? Can we use them? And they, they came up with some type of, of agreement. So we know the Guardians of the Galaxy rides coming to Epcot. We believe that there's the ability to set up some type of area that's around Wakanda and the Black Panther and some other things that they may be doing there because that's another character that's not currently in use there. So the rumor is, is that uh, Animal Kingdom 
is going to set up a Wakanda type land, just like they did with Avatar. They set Correct. up an av- Avatar themed land in Animal Kingdom that they're they're talking about putting together a Wakanda themed yes. land for for be huge. Animal Kingdom. It'd be huge, be huge. Yeah. That's a so, billion dollar movie. Again, that's never been confirmed by either company, but it's been assumed based on yeah. some agreement that they came. Very to. cool. Yeah. So again, it, it this does not limit Disney's ability to use it on their cruise ships uh, out in California. They are making Marvel type of investments in Disney Hong Kong as well as Disney Paris. Uh, so these are properties that are limited. But unfortunately, for those of us on the East Coast who do visit Disney World, we're not going to see many of those characters that we know and love. And it's because of this agreement that Marvel signed to shame years ago. And who knows? Um, you know, do, do we think there's a possibility that Disney will buy Comcast and Universal Studios someday? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> and right. the, the antitrust lawyers are all licking their chops right now. But uh, could it happen? Who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. All right. Well, well but Universal is owned by Comcast and that's a pretty big company. So, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. think they're going to relinquish that anytime soon. NBC Universal, Comcast, NBC Universal. So that would be another television network. <laughs> you know, I just don't think that don't that's think ever that's happening. Happen. Right. Right. So, all right, that's where we got. That's uh, just, hopefully everybody. Uh, Good stuff. Finds yeah, a lot of information. Thank you, Professor. That You're was welcome. very educational, uh, as usual. The professor dropping major knowledge. Thank you. All right, we got some listener questions of the week this week, where we have a listener. It's question. so interesting. This is so unusual and out of left field. But we got a question: How fast is the Flash, and who is the fastest speedster? In the Flash verse, so the Flash verse is you know uh, Barry Allen, um, uh, Wally West. Uh, y- y- uh, there's a ton of speedsters, right? Who is the fastest, and how fast is the Flash? So we know there's been several versions of the Flash, right? So we had originally the Jay Garrick version of the Flash, right? Then we had the the second iteration. That was the Golden Age version of Flash originally in the Justice Society. Um, and Jay Garrick was retired. We then got the Barry Allen version, who is arguably the most popular, the most successful, the most you know well-known version of the Flash. Um, his brother-in-law, Wally West, ends up becoming the Flash. Um and Wally West was very popular as well and had a really long run when Barry Allen had disappeared because of the Crisis on Infinite Earths timeline, right. our storyline in the, the comics. We have the reverse Flash. We have a lot of different Flashes. We have... Uh, well, Speedsters. Let's call them Speedsters. Yeah, right? who's the other... The, the, the Impulse, who is uh, you know a future version of the Flash. So we had a bu- we've had a bunch of Speedsters in the comics. And the question is, how fast is the Flash? So the question is, well, how fast is which version of the Flash, and who's the fastest one? And if we're going to limit it to speedsters, and let's do that for argument's sake, because yeah. I would say there are other characters who aren't speedsters that are probably faster than the Flash. So, for example, Spectrum, uh, Monica Rambo, who we saw in WandaVision, is arguably the fastest superhero ever because she can transform herself into visible light and can travel faster than anything. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Um, how fast do we think, or do we know the flash is, we know that he can almost run as fast as the speed of light. He can't run as fast as the speed of light, but he can get close when he approaches the speed of light. 
it starts messing with time. And we saw this in the Snyder Cut of uh, the Justice League. Correct. That Barry Allen said, I need to run as fast as I can. When I approach the speed of light. He actually said, I need to break my own rules. Yeah. He said, when I approach the speed of light, some stuff happens and usually messes with time a little bit, but I can do it. Um, now, what I'll tell you is, uh, theoretically, all of the speedsters, we'll say most, most of the speedsters in the DC universe get their speed from the same source. It's the speed, the speed force. force. Correct. They're all in... It's another dimension where time kind of stands still. It, it's, it's a, let's call it a universal constant, right? The speed force is, is a universal force okay. that they're tapping into for speed. Right. Now, the reverse flash originally tied into the speed force, but then ultimately created his own speed force and it's called the reverse speed force. It's a long story, but... All of the speedsters, all the versions of Flash have always tapped into the speed in the speed force. The speed force as a constant means they all have access to the same speed. The question is how well have they trained themselves to access it properly? Got it. And Barry Allen likely has mastered that longer and better than any of them have. Okay. As a matter of fact, the reason why the crisis on Infinite Earth's uh, timeline was saved was because Barry Allen ran so fast that he saved the universe and he disappeared because of it. He ended up becoming part of the speed force. He dissolved himself into the speed force. And that's when Wally West kind of took over. Now Wally West has run pretty fast as well. Right. So like you said, he's can run across the universe, right? So he's running yeah. pretty fast as well, but Theoretically, they can all run the same speed. The question is, how well have they trained themselves to access that power? And how well can they use the speed force to run that fast? Right. And you're saying Barry Allen. Yeah, Barry Allen, I would think, is easily the best. Even though Wally West ran across the universe. Yeah, I, I, I think Barry Allen has and will always be the best version of the Flash. And he's always nice. seems to always be a little a step ahead of Wally, even when Wally was, was at his best. Um, there you go, kids. You know, you, the you, professor has spoken. Yeah, the, the you know, the other question. Well, what about Quicksilver? How fast is he? And he's even close. Well, he's a mutant. He doesn't have access to the speed force. There's a lot of things that the Flash and can do that Quicksilver cannot do. Like, right vibrate through walls and a bunch of other things. Yeah. And there was a, I have these and I can bring it in uh, at some point in time, but there was a uh, DC and Marvel had a DC versus Marvel comic book um, series. So they decided to work together finally and have their characters fight each other and see who was the best. Right. So like the Hulk fought Superman and um, Quicksilver fought the flash. And so that, that happened in that comic book, uh, a series that they both came out with together. Yeah. And the flash just absolutely owned click quick. Oh, it wasn't even close. Yeah. So I, uh, I agree with that. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Great yeah. answer. Thank you, yeah. professor. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, should we call it a week? Wait a minute. Hold on. Do you hear that? That's yeah. That's the bell. It's ringing. That's the bell, brother. All right. School's over. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone. 